again we are here today no holes bars hello everybody my name is big Vern. we also have here jorge from queens he used to be jorge from kissimmee now he's jorge from queens how are you doing today jorge i'm doing fine how are you doing <laughs> And I'm doing as good as my stimulus check can have me. How about yourself? <laughs> yeah, I got that same check. I'll take on my heart. Yeah, I got mine. I am very um, grateful, I should say. Um, but uh, I know it's been a while since we, ha we had our show. So why don't we go ahead and get into it? We uh, played a little bit of the Bulls theme as far as the old school themes. Uh, as far as to go ahead and like intro the show. Uh, so we want to go ahead and get into the last dance because it is coming real soon for us to go ahead and watch it. It is a, one of the very iconic documentaries as far as 30 for 30 that is going to be coming out. And uh, a lot of us can't wait. It's pretty much something that uh, besides, what is it? Tiger King, this is the next best thing to watch. <laughs> and uh, since we're talking about the Bulls, why don't we go ahead and talk about the Bulls' new hire as far as uh, head of operations, the uh, old GM from the Denver Nuggets. Uh, what do you have to say about that? That is your team, Jorge. You are a Chicago Bulls fan. What do you have to say about that? don't think it's going to change anything um <laughs> I, I, I i like to move because i think you're trying to change the culture mm -hmm. um to get a head man in charge um but until there's actually talent on the court um i really don't think it's going to change too much but once we get some talent if this guy can bring in some talent we can put a team together that's actually competitive and instead of uh, being in the body redraft every year actually they're making the playoffs then, you know, the results are, you know, it's something that I might have to see, what it does, I have to see in time. I guess I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic because of what he did in Denver. He, uh, his, his resume looks really good. We have to see what he does on his own. And uh, I think he's up for the challenge. So, um, I'm going to get, I'm going to be a little optimistic about this guy it's because, um, I'm going to give him a, I'm going to give him a good look over because he did draft Djokovic under his, uh, un under his G, you know, his role as GM. Uh, like I said, I'll, I'll give him a shot too. Um, but like I said, I want, I want to see results on the court. And then once I see that, and I can, you know, we can decide what this guy has doing a good job or not. And if, Bulls made the right move behind this guy. All right, that's fair. Since you said uh, um, good moves on the court, um, our favorite Tar Heel, I'm being sarcastic, um, Anthony Cole is declaring for the NBA draft. This troubles me. How about you, Horace? <laughs> uh, bad move. Bad move. Um, you know, he was injured last year. Uh, North Carolina, you know, was a, it was a horrible year uh, as far as North Carolina. Horrid. Horrid. 
It was terrible. <laughs> and uh, he was part of that problem because he was injured most of the time. And um, I think he still has a lot to prove. Uh, and so I think this is, uh, I don't know what his financial, what his family's financial situation is. That might be a motive why he's going to the NBA. But as far as the player, I don't think he's ready. And I think he uh, should at least stay in college at least one, one more year. Yes, one more and year. One healthy year in college and do what they Because he might have devalued himself. Because he really didn't show NBA teams what he can do. If he would have stayed another year, had a great season, then maybe his stock would have been higher got a bigger you know yeah well we'll see we'll see what happens um hopefully uh hopefully it works out with them but uh since we're still talking about the uh nba there were two high school prospects that were supposed to be high first round uh first round draft picks in the 2000 what the 2021 draft i should say they were supposed to be first round projected first round picks. Um, they ended uh, two of them, they ended up going to the NBA G League. I think that's going to be the new trend. Why why waste away in why waste away in college where you go ahead get a check play ball? They do it in baseball. They do it in hockey. Why not in basketball? Not only that, the G League pays you. They pay you. And what? You get insurance. 50000 a year, I think. You get insurance. I think you get a 401k. You get dental. I mean. Healthy, yeah. Yeah, man. And you get to make, you get, you, you, you get to see your last name on a jersey compared to if you go to college, they making money off of it. You making money off your jersey in the G League. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. The, the thing is, is yeah. now some some people might say, "Well, yeah, you can still go to college. The colleges pay you too." And that might be true for some colleges. Um, but uh, I think this is um, a way for them to, if they don't, you know, if they're not in the studies and if they don't want to commit to a school, this is a way for them to just concentrate on basketball, not worrying about you know what your grades are, and, and you concentrate on your craft. And, uh, you know, the, the G League is supposed to prepare you for the NBA. So if that's how you choose about it, um, you know, I don't think it's a bad choice. Um, I mean, you still going to have guys go to college. That's still the traditional way. But I think this is going to start a trend. That this yeah, is not another it's start option a trend. for kids who don't want to go to school, who just want to go do the NBA thing, for them to go straight to it and skip the year of school that, uh, you know, that we have in place now. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to start a trend. And I feel like if the uh, NFL had a amateur system, the NCAA, they would just, they would be a shell of themselves. <laughs> because that's their moneymaker. Everybody knows it. It's football. NFL made a, if they had their own setup, oh, it would just be, it would just be bad. It would just be terrible. <laughs> I don't think that would work for, I don't think that would work in football. Um, Cause let's face it, college football, especially you know, playing in the in in the top, the you know, the top five leagues, the big five leagues, you get you're getting that competition. You're getting the you're getting a pretty good value of, of what guys can do. And I don't know, you know, for, since football is such a violent sport and there's so many injuries, I don't think uh, like what you call like like a G League of the NBA uh, NFL would be would be a good thing. 
Okay. It works in basketball, but I don't think it. I don't think it works in football. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Well, Jorge, the WNBA draft was last night. Uh, the walking triple double got drafted first. Uh, Miss Oregon, she will be going to the New York Liberty. Good luck to her and all the ladies that got picked. We are. I also have information here about the uh, the new inductees into the Basketball Hall of Fame, which is Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, also Eddie Sutton, and Rudy Tomjolovich. What do you think about that lineup, bro? That's that's a big lineup. It's an all-star lineup, especially when you talk about um, you know Kobe Bryant, um, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett. Uh, that's that's some pretty uh, heavy artillery right there. Uh, Eddie Sutton was a good college coach. Uh, Rudy was a good coach when uh, Houston Rockets were winning titles. So that's a pretty good lineup. Uh, but you know, it's sad that we can't we don't get to hear Kobe Bryant uh, make a speech. Um, but um, with that being said, there is it's a pretty good lineup. Pretty and, good. Uh, all of them deserve to be in the uh, NBA Hall of Fame for sure. I think so too. I think that it's going to be a very good, um, very good class. It's a, it's very unfortunate that um, you know everything's going around, going on as far as this whole quarantine. Uh, because it would be nice to you know just hear some of them. You know, as far as their speeches, as far as the inductees. But on that note, um, I would talk about Wimbledon, but guess what, Jorge? It's canceled. What's that? It's canceled. I would talk what? about the I would talk about the British Open, man, but guess what? Canceled. It's canceled. So I guess I'm gonna go ahead and talk about what I thought was really funny. The new NFL uniforms. Let me get into it. So let's see the uh, the Falcons' new uniforms. They revealed their new uniforms, and I think they are god awful ugly. They're uh, pretty generic. They not it's too easy on the eye. Um, Tampa Bay. They got new uniforms as well. They. Uh, they look all right. Um, uh, Cleveland, they got new uniforms too. That's Jorge's team. That's why he's very quiet right now because he's like, don't talk anything bad about my team. I have enough information on your team to wipe you out. <laughs> King me, like his checkers or something. Um, his uniforms look all right too. They went back to a old school type of style. But, you know, if he's not feeling it, then... Oh well. Well, they, you know they really didn't change too much. Um, there's only so much you can do with brown and orange, and oh. throw some white in there. Um, you know, uh, they you know they didn't change the helmets, of course. Um, they put some stripes here and there. Uh, the uniforms look the same to me. Uh, <clears throat> they're trying to do more of an old school feel, I guess. Uh, back to the days where uh, you know they were the, the uh, cardiac kids. And Brian Seth was the quarterback, and they actually were a, were a decent team, and they're all laughing like that they are nowadays. But uh, uniforms, eh, you know, they're, they're okay, but like I said, I, I didn't see too many changes. And uh, But, you know, it, they all do it for money, so good luck to them. All right, well, let's, talk, let's, let's go into some football talk. You ready for that? Oh, 
always ready to talk football. Always ready. Well, what do you think about Drew Brees signing, uh, signing to NBC for a post career um, after his it. career? Do you think that um, he's 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 letting us know that uh, his window is maybe this year or the next year? Because when you do that kind of commitment with a with a company like that, it's either this year or the next year that you're gonna retire. Yeah, um, of course, the writing's on the wall. Uh, you know, we know he's up there in age. Um, actually, let's be honest, he's only, he's at the age now of one good hit, and he's out, his NFL career is over, let's, let's face it. Um, but if he can't stay healthy, um, maybe one or two years at the most, um, you know, they're already, that Tyson, uh, the Swiss Army knife, um, but might be his backup quarterback, and they're going to put him in a lot of plays. So his already uh, Drew Brees' role is going to be diminished, a lot, you know, not a lot, somewhat. And like I said, if he does get hurt, you know, one gets smacked, one gets hit, you know, and, um, he might call it a day. One, you know, one concussion. Oh man. Um, you know, like that, you know. And like I said, uh, NBC, here he comes. Um, but um, if he stays healthy, I think he got one or two good year, two good years left. And like I said, um, yeah, I think his his window um, is definitely closing. Him to, uh, try win another Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say his window is after this season. Um, I think that they still need, that team needs a lot of work on defense. Um, I think that you need an extra weapon right uh, besides Michael Thomas because he is a great wide receiver, but he's you still need somebody to, on the opposite side. Um, um, hopefully well, they address they, they that in the draft. I mean, yeah, he's older now. He ain't, we ain't talking about the Denver Bronco Emmanuel Sanders that was, you know, like showing us what he could do in the slot position. This is this is an older guy. He, you know, he, he that that's a good looking all, but I feel like um, with what you have in that locker room as far as age. You kind of want something like you want a Ferrari right now. You know what I'm saying? You got a Lamborghini. You got a Lamborghini and Michael Thomas over here. You you kind of want a Ferrari if your man is telling you, "Hey man, I, I might retire next." <laughs> but I still think you need to work on that defense because because the Saints defense, man, we it questionable and it don't help that the damn goat is in your damn conference now. <laughs> don't help that at all. Definitely don't. It just but, doesn't uh, help. I, 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 I want to say something about what you said about as far as getting another receiver from Michael Thomas. Um, and we're not going to get into too much because we'll, uh, we're going to have a draft special later on uh, next week. Yes, right. But, we're going to um, have a draft special. Pre-draft special. Right. So, yeah, don't. Uh, we have a pre-draft show and a draft show. And Vernon will tell you about, about, uh, about that a little bit later in the show. But um, this this draft, is very wide receiver heavy. Do the Saints make a move knowing right now that Drew Brees' time is short? You already got Michael Thomas, who is right now to me is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Do they go out and get a rookie, a big time rookie, to compliment Thomas and Sanders and say, okay, we're throwing everything on the table? And we got we got Tom Brady. We got to deal with now, so we got to put up points. Did they go? Did they did they go out of the way? Did they they know the defense for one more year? And did they go get that big time wide receiver in the first round pick? 
We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what they do. But I, I would take. I'm definitely going to take a look at them as far as in the draft to see what they do because, um, you know, they build so much around Drew Brees as far as that offense. So um, we we're going to really see because I always when I saw that I, I was like his window is 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 very small <laughs> when I saw that. Um, since we're talking about the. Um, the South, the NFC South, as far as their conference, we can go ahead and talk about how the Carolina Panthers have made uh, McCaffrey the highest paid running back in the NFL with a four-year, $64 million contract extension. Now, we're going to suck next year, all right? We're going to be, uh, we're going to be all right, but I'm not, I'm this is going to be a rebuild for us. We're going to make a, hopefully we make some good decisions in the draft when it comes to defense, offense, and stuff like that. I'm not very happy with them as far as the decisions they made, but I understand because of the new ownership, this was going to happen. See, it was going to happen. But um, that will, we'll be talking about them as well in the uh, pre-draft and the draft special. Um, also want to give our prayers out to everybody that is going through this coronavirus epidemic and also uh, Cal, um, call Anthony Towns as far as the loss of his mom. And also uh, to various Jackson's family, he got killed in a car accident in Alabama. He was a backup to Russell Wilson in 2012. Uh, so... Hopefully everything is, you know, good with their with him and his family as far as their grieving. Uh, besides that, um, the Texans acquired Brandon Cooks and a fourth round pick. Do you think that the uh, coach slash GM is making up for the trade that he that he thought that was a fantasy football trade? Um. I don't know what he's thinking. Um, <laughs> honestly, um, Brandon Cooks is okay. Uh, he's not definitely a, uh, he's not Hawkins by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and let's face it, uh, last year for Cooks was his worst year since he came on the scene. Uh, so I, I don't know what plans they have for him. I don't know if he's going, is he going to be the New Orleans Saints Cooks? Is he going to be the New England Cook? Or is he going to be the Rams cook of last year? So, um, but uh, even Cooks on his best day ain't no Hopkins. So, I, like I said, I don't know what he's doing. And uh, this whole thing with David Johnson, uh, I, I'm just, I don't know what this guy's doing. I don't know what the heck he's doing either. I had to question, you know, what he's doing as a GM because... I kind of question the owner because if you're going to let this man do this type of, of thing, um, you kind of know that you're um, you're going to be losing for a very long time until you actually make some changes. You know, because of what's going on, your quarterback there in, in um, Houston isn't very happy. And um, he has every right to be because... He lost a very good wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, and you replace him with David Johnson and Brandon Cooks. We're going to see how this goes. We're going to see how the um, the soul proper goes in Houston. <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, the cap- I, I, I mean, I, I think they just, I, I think it was a step back, in my opinion. I, um, I don't care what off-the-field issues Hopkins had. He was never in any legal trouble. Um, I, I don't, I still do not, we still don't know the real reason why they traded Hopkins. Um, I, like I said, he's probably the second best wide receiver in football next to Michael Thomas. Um, I just don't, uh, I, I don't understand the move. The move and um, I don't think, um, even if David Johnson returns to the David Johnson that we know when he was in Arizona his first year, um, it's just still not going to make up for what Hopkins brought to that team. And, and like I said, I think they took a step back. Uh, we'll see what they do. We'll see if they add anything in the draft. But um, as far as things staying out, I think they took a step back. Um, they might still win that uh, division because that division's weak with uh, you know the Colts in Jacksonville. Well, Tennessee, they might they might be coming up now. Oh, Tennessee last year. is a monster. But, um, <laughs> Tennessee looking like a monster right now with with the. Yeah. With like uh, the re-signing of Derrick Henry and you know Ryan Tannehill actually feeling confident as far as being a quarterback, and <laughs> and then you have a very good um, nucleus as far as defense and and offensive weaponry coming back. I, I think that they they're gonna surprise surprise some people, but that's just me. But I I feel like Houston though. If Houston don't do if they don't do something sooner, I think we might see uh, a real special quarterback leave. That's just me. I might be overthinking it, but I just think that um, it's so much you can do. It's so much weapons you can take away from somebody before they be like, you know what? Like you're not putting me in a position to win. Yeah, I, I think the coach will get fired before they let they let go of Watson. Um, I think if it comes to that, um, I think Bill Brown will be looking for a new job. I, I don't think the owner of Houston, and then like I said, you know, I don't know. I'm just going off what I feel. That I, if it comes down to that, I think uh, he'll be gone uh, before they let go of Watson. Because I think Watson is a special quarterback, and uh, if they put the right things around him, uh, he can do some amazing things. I think I think so too. Um, what do you think about the Cowboys signing Alden Smith that hasn't uh, played since 2015? <laughs> Okay, uh, <laughs> I think Jerry Jones needs to get back on his medication. I think Jerry Jones is, uh, is is heading it towards the Al Davis syndrome. You remember, Al yeah. Davis just used to worry about speed. He ain't care for about anything else. Is he fast? Yeah. Well, what the thing is, is Alvin Smith was a very good player when he's with San Francisco and Oakland. Uh, you know, of course, you know, he did some dumb things. Like, I don't know, say I had a bomb at the airport. Um, you know, go figure. Um, so if his mental problems are figured out, um, he's, you know, he, he was amazing as a pass rusher. Well, I think the health that they, uh, I think, I think, the, I think the NFL, you can smoke weed now, right? Yeah, that would be good for him. Good for the him. The thing is this, though. <laughs> he reported, he reported to Dallas's camp. Hundred and eighty-seven pounds. That's a lot I mean, of girls out cookies. Let me repeat in case you missed it. A linebacker came into camp weighing two hundred and eighty-seven pounds. That's a lot of sandwiches. Overweight for a linebacker. That is damn near a lineman. So not only did Jerry Jones sign a guy who didn't play to, to what how, how many years ago, and now and then he comes in severely overweight. Good good job, there, Jerry Jones. 
that sounds like a very good thing to watch as far as deterring events and see how we're gonna see how that plays out if for as far as uh Jerry Lynn. Um let's talk about some more uh releases and signees, shall we? Uh the Bengals released Dre Kirkpatrick. What do you think? I think the Browns should pick him up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah, I, I don't know what the Bengals are doing. I I guess they're ready to make their moves for the draft coming up. Um, I think so too. He, he's a good cornerback. Um, Browns need help in that situation. They should, they should actually give him a call. But um, um, yeah, he's a good cornerback. No matter, um, he'll find work. Um, I imagine you know shortly. And I just think the Bengals are trying to release dollar cap money because uh, you know Jared Burrow is gonna you know demand a healthy paycheck, even though he'll be on a rookie, uh, rookie thing. But, um, yeah, they're getting ready for the draft, and I think that was uh, uh, that was the money move for more, more than a talent move. Yeah, I think so, too, man. I think I think that um, I think that you're right on with that, and uh, we're going to see how that goes. Um, so the Redskins signed Ronald Darby. Um, decent signing. Um, ain't too much going to help that team until they get, uh, you know, until they get, uh, until Robert Brown gets things in order there because it's in disarray right now. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, something, something that definitely helped the defense though. All right, all right. Uh, but, not, but, not a, but not a game changer. Not a game changer. I agree with that one. He's a, he's a good contributor. Could, could, could you agree with that? Right. All right. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> All right, the Ravens signed uh, Derek uh, Wolf from uh, the Broncos. What do you think about that? That ain't that's not too bad. Uh, Wolf is consistent. Um, as I said, he's no JJ Watt or nothing like that, but he is. Uh, he's strapping. You know, a very uh, effective tackler, he, and um, that's, that's you know, I don't know what he's going to do with the Raiders for sake, but um, you know that um, as far as a talent standpoint, that that's a good move and upgrade to the defensive line for the Raiders. All right. What do you think about the Cowboys signing a kicker? I didn't, didn't know they needed a new kicker. Uh, it, it, it's a kicker. Um, <laughs> it's a kicker. If he still goes to not, can he make extra points? That's the kicker. So if he, if he make extra points and kick field goals, then, you know, good. If he can't, then, you know, we'll just find somebody else that can do it. So, anyway, kicker. <laughs> All right. Um, the Rams re-signed Michael uh, Brockers. Um, good, good move. Um, the guy's okay. Um, they definitely could use him. Rams, you know, Rams, uh, need, you know, defense is pretty decent. They, they need some help in the, in the secondary. But, um, that, that, you know, that was a good move that they kept. They was able to keep him. All right. What about the Colts signing Xavier Rhodes? <laughs> that, um, that surprised me because I thought that that was, uh, that was a key defensive player in the the Vikings secondary right there. Yeah, that 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 was that that that's the upgrade for the Colts. Uh, you know, everybody knows the Colts' weakness weakness is their defense, and especially in in secondary. And that that's definitely an upgrade. And I don't know what the Vikings let him go. Um, maybe with the money thing or so forth. But uh, definitely a good move for the Colts, and will probably pay up pay up some dividends during the season. All right. The Bengals signed Von Bell. 
No? Hello? I couldn't hear you. I said the Bengals, they signed Von Bell. Yeah, Von Bell. Stop talking about them. The uh, the Buccaneers they re-signed Sue to a one-year deal. I think that's a good move by uh, Tampa Bay. And, uh, who 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 did he sign to a one-year deal? Sue. I couldn't, I couldn't hear you. They signed Sue to a one-year deal. Oh, Sue. Yeah, Sue. Um, definitely um, a space eater. Um. Definitely, you know, someone that's one on the defensive line. And uh, in Tampa Bay, uh, I guess he's going to have to push for the playoffs this year. And uh, that's something, that, something that's definitely going to help the defense. We'll see, man. I think he's getting older. So I think um, we'll see what he can, like his production. We'll see what he can do this season. Um, I, def I definitely think that they needed to resign. Um, a player of his caliber as far as defensively, as far as that pass rush. But like I said, we're going to see how much thread is on them tires. Um, the Jets sign wide receiver um, Brashar uh, Prairieman, uh, wide receiver from UCF that's been floating around the uh, the NFL since uh, he's been drafted. Um, Lord knows how many teams this has been for him, but – the last two two teams he's been with, he's been improving as far as catches, yards, and touchdowns. So I think that's a good pick as far as the Jets. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to be a little more, um, I guess, cynical. Um, he's okay. <laughs> uh, Perryman never, let up, never really let up anybody's eyes. Um, he's okay. Um the, the thing is, Bobby, the Jets lost the good wide receiver, Robbie Anderson. To oh, yes. Carolina. Yes, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> now they're going to replace him with Perriman. Not a good replacement. Um, as I said, he'll do some things. There'll be some games where he'll, he'll do some things. But he's too, in, he's too inconsistent. And um, if, that's the best, if that's the best the Jets can do, then they were looking look in the draft. That lets me know they're looking in the draft, too, from what Jorge is telling me. But, yes, the Panthers did sign Robbie Anderson to a very lucrative two-year deal. And um, we're going to see what he does in this new offense that they have. And with that note, the Carolina Panthers did release Cam Newton. He's been our quarterback for a couple of years. And we're going to see. Uh, I wish him the best as far as his, his next team. And with that note, Riverboat, Riverboat Ron, because he is the new head coach of the Redskins, he acquired Kyle Allen, <laughs> the quarterback from last year that we saw just do just great things for that offense. Oh, man. What do you, what do you think about that pickup by Riverboat right there? 
Cal Allen's okay. Um, he's going to be a backup, of course. He's not going to start. Um, but I, I find it very interesting that um, they picked up Cal Allen. Um, but I guess he knows him, so I guess he trusts him. I don't think he's going to get Haskins any any job insecurity. Um, but I, I do want to mention this uh, as far as uh, Cam Newton's concerned. I don't know if you heard or not. But uh, I think it was yesterday that Leonard Fournette said that he would like to have Cam Newton in Jacksonville. Mm. So basically, throwing you know Minshew under the bus, so to speak, and saying, "Hey, you know Minshew's okay, but you know we can use Cam down here." So now there was there was mention that he was going to go to the Chargers, which now I don't know because I probably won't get a, a quarterback in the draft. Uh, there was rumors about him going to Washington because River but wrong that probably won't happen. I can but see him going to Jacksonville. I can see. I said I don't know if he wants to go to Jacksonville. I, I can see that. He, that's not Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, well, Jacksonville ain't that far from Atlanta. He's still not that far from Atlanta. You still get like what the Florida discount as far as taxes. So you, I, I, I think that. Um, I think that that would be a good look, but uh, we'll we'll see because didn't he make the comment as well as far as you know uh, he you can wait till after the draft <laughs> to pick me up or something like that. Um, yes, that's basically what he said. Yeah, yeah, I I would not do that because this young talent is 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 coming is coming really really deep this this year. I'm not saying that as far as quarterback, but I'm saying that as far as everything else. But with that said, I'm just saying that you can't be you can't be too confident as far as to say a you know, say uh say a quote like that. Um Oh, you know, and that's we that's we talked talked about on the previous show. Plus you're thirty he gets physical until he actually goes into a team's facilities and gets physical on his foot going to sign him anyway so and you know and i know you can't travel now because of the virus and everything but uh until someone gives him a, a thorough physical um he's going to remain unsigned yeah he's a lot of a lot of players are going to remain unsigned that is that is a good a good point to make um also the patriots release um the kicker Steven Gokowski, I can't pronounce his name correctly, but they released the guy. <laughs> I got the ski right, all right? I got that part right. But, hey, they released the guy. Um, I didn't think that they were going to make that move because uh, he he's been a good kicker for so long. But they well, got... if, you know, if you know anything about Bill Belichick, this is classic Bill Belichick. They will let them go too early before he keeps them too long. Anyway, this is coming down to the kicker. Um, maybe they have another kicker in camp that we don't know uh, that they're going to use. Uh, Bill usually doesn't keep like, – Tom Brady was the only veteran he kept on year after year after year if you, if you follow Bill Belichick and his, uh, you know, how he handles players. But um, – He treats them like you know, college. Maybe, you know, maybe <laughs> his, you know, maybe his face not – you know, he's getting older. Maybe his face not strong, strong as it used to be. And, uh, I just, you know, Belichick said it was time to make a move. I would hate to see him in kicking special team practice. You think he can kick a ball? Kick in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> kick with the wind. Face. <laughs> I think that would be crazy. He'd probably be like, 
Now you're a kicker. You got the stamp on you. You got the Bill Belichick stamp of approval. You are a kicker. Um, <laughs> what do you think about Trevor, or is it Travis, um, Frederick from the uh, Dallas Cowboys, offensive lineman? He retired from the uh, NFL. Um, that's the guy that was, um, he, he was sick one year. So he, uh, he got out of the NFL one year to, uh, uh, help his sickness. Um, and then he came back strong enough, uh, this season, well, the previous season that just passed to, uh, to have a good season. Uh, he's been on that offensive line ever since that they became very dominant. And, um, he's one of the good leaders as far as the offensive line. And my question is, where, like, who do you think is going to replace that man? Because he was a good blocker. I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I'm a football fan. And hey, a block if you can block, if you can run, if you can catch it, hey, you got you got to give you props. Uh, that is a very hard position. I, you, do you know. think that they're going to go in the draft with that? Because well, no, well, no, that Frederick was a center at that. So if, if you you know you just ain't talking about a defense, you know, offensive lineman or, or offensive tackle. He was a center. A center basically is the is the general of the offensive line. He's the one that snaps the ball. Um, you know, so it's that 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 position is very hard to play. And they had a very good one. And due to you know uh, due to um, you know sickness or whatever or some type of disease that he had, he had to retire. So, yes, I do think Dallas will go in the draft and try to, uh, you know, find that replacement for him. Yeah, but, I know, think find so. Find someone as good as him. Nah, I, ain't gonna, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen as good. We, we, we shall see what shall happen with, with, uh, with them. Oh, also, since we're talking about the uh, NFL, what do you think about the Rams' new logo? Uh, well, they um, they are not doing it now. They uh, <laughs> had it out. It was horrible. Um, horrible. Horrible. Not like it at all. Horrible. And I guess there was enough pushback on it that they're not going to change the logo. That they're going to stay to the old with the old logo. Oh, that's very good. That's that's very good. I'm I'm glad that people can still do that and it and it works as far as petitioning. I'm I'm glad that that works because <laughs> that was. If you haven't had a chance to look up the new L.A. Rams, what was going to be the new L.A. Rams logo? Uh, Google it. It was horrid. It was. It, was, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Yeah, and, and Chargers just they basically have a new logo too. Um, it's still the Lightning Vault, but it just says L.A. with it instead of San Diego. Um, but I haven't heard any, you know, pushback on that. But yeah, when the Rams made that, uh, like I said. If you don't get Eric Dickinson's stamp of approval, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty so much. He didn't like it. Um, the fans didn't like it. A lot of people didn't like it. And they said, okay, we're just going to stick with what we had. And that's what people wanted. So that's what they got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Well, uh, that's all I got as far as new NFL news. Do you got anything you want to mention as far as college football? Well, um, I do have a couple more notes on the NFL. Oh well, please, um, well, please let us yeah, let us know. Come on. Okay. Well, this, and I know this is old news, but I, I would like to talk about the effect of it. Is that we had two, um, you know, pretty good running backs uh, switch teams. 
Okay. Uh, we had Tom Gurley. Uh, the Rams released him, and he's down with the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah, and, that's right. Uh, Melvin Gordon, um, he left the Chargers and went to Denver. Yeah, you was just telling me this, um, like, pre-show. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, it happened like it happened around the, the girly, like the girly thing. I was like, really? Yeah. And I was just like, I didn't know about that one. I think that one, I think that was a better look than the girly one. Well, the thing about Denver is they had two running backs. You know, uh, Lindsley was was the hometown hero. Um, he was the one who's been doing the, you know, the uh, you know the workload, and Freeman was in there too. So they were doing a two-back system. Now, Freeman comes, I mean, Gordon comes in here now, and Gordon, you know, clearly is is better out of the, the three running backs. But I, I, I can't afford they're going to phase out Lindsley completely. Lindsley's still going to get some carries. might do a two-back system. I, I, don't, I don't this is probably not good for Freeman. Uh, his role will probably diminish. But uh, Denver just, you know, and I can't stand Denver because I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, but... Denver added a good, uh, a good running back, and if he does anything like he did when he's with the Chargers, um, they're going to have a, a nice um, combination at running back. Um, <clears throat> Gurley in Atlanta, I guess we're going to have to see how that goes. Um, Atlanta's been struggling. I don't like Gurley in Atlanta. I don't like that look because of the uh, the moves that um, Atlanta has been making uh, as far as this offseason and the last offseason, I don't think it's a good move. I think it's like if it's like a Pilmigris thing, like as far as you to go home, then okay. But like as far as as far as like um, football move, I don't think that was a good football move because um, they they got rid of people as far as left and right, as far as offensively and defensively, as far as in Atlanta, you know. They got rid of Vic Beasley. They got rid of um, Austin Hooper. They 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 got rid of people, and these aren't like old people. These are young dudes, and it just makes you think. They even cut Devontae Freeman, but this is after they got Gurley, right? They do get uh, they do get girly. Um, I I don't know why they cut Freeman. I think they cut, I think Freeman was a money move. Uh, they didn't want to pay him. He was always hurt uh, for a good portion of the season. I think that has something to do with it. But so was Gurley last year. So um, we don't know. I think Atlanta is in the rebuilding process. Yeah, I think so too. And I I think they um, they didn't want to pay. Cooper wanted to be the top uh, top paid tight end in the league in Cleveland. think so um but i also think that um because we you know we talk a lot pre-show and um you talk a lot you was telling me a lot about how some of these guys don't like we don't really know how injured they are how healthy they are due to the fact that they can't really you know they can't get a physical 
So that's one person that I want. I want to see how that physical goes. As far as if I'm an Atlanta Falcon fan, I want to see how that physical go for Gurley. <laughs> well, I, I do have I do have news on that. He did pass it as far as yesterday. He did pass his physical. Okay. Gurley, he did. Yeah, he, you know, because he, he's already in. I guess he already, he's already in Atlanta, and they did his physical. So, um, you know, as far as now, he's he's good to go. That's good news. That's good news. Um, you got any other news as far as in, in, uh, NFL? Uh, no, I think that's it. I think we can go ahead and move on to college football. Okay, the next the next time you hear NFL talk as far as us is going to be that pre-draft show and that draft show. And for the dates for that, the pre-show will be on April 22nd, the day before the draft. And then um, our draft show after the draft, or post-draft show, will be on, on April 28th. So please check them dates. Uh, we will definitely uh, be making you know, a show before the draft on April 22nd. And uh, the post-draft after the draft show will be on April 28th. So if you're an NFL fan and you love your team and you listen to us, Listen to that pre-show. You'll like it. We have a we have a special my um commentary coming on uh, as far as another friend of mine that is a that's a football nut. He's gonna put his um his two cents as far as his team. I'm not gonna spill the beans on the guy, but uh, it should be a very interesting pre-drafting draft show. Um, there's so many different scenarios that the draft could go to because of the the teams that are involved as far as the first five, in my opinion, because um, you've got the Redskins sitting there with Riverboat Ryan and he he can play <laughs> poker with the best of them. And you got the Miami Dolphins sitting there with three first round picks. One of them is the fifth pick, right? They have the fifth pick. Yeah. Um, let me add this to it because I heard this last night. This might be of interest to you. Okay. Now we know the Detroit Lions were talking about moving out of the, the third pick. They were? Okay, now, okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And not only that, now the Giants, as of last night, said if you get the right deal, we'll move out of the fourth pick. So now you have two teams in the top five. And another said Washington, whatever about them, you can't count them out. So maybe two possible three teams in the first four picks of the draft make real one deal. Okay, we'd see and some. Sitting, and, and Miami Dolphins are sitting at number five like, oh, shit, what do we do? Because if they sit back, another team can jump them and get to a, or get to a, the, the quarterback from Oregon. Oh, yeah. So now Miami Dolphins got to be on panic. I know. They got yes. they, they to be panicking because um, – I'm over here thinking about that's a beautiful scenario. I just thought of like five more scenarios. I'm sitting over here like Doctor Strange when he's seeing all the all the different endings and stuff, and there's only one. You only have one. I'm, I'm over here like, man, you mean yeah, to tell the Lions, me the Lions, the Lions announced two days ago that they want to move out of the third pick. They're, they're willing to wheel and deal. The Giants said the Giants just made themselves known last night that they're willing to if if they get the right offer, they'll move out of the fourth pick. So now that opens up, 
and we don't, we still, we still don't know what Ron's going to do. Did don't go, know. We did, don't did, know did, what did, he's going to do. They stay still and they take Chase Young, or did they? If they get the right offer, do they trade out? So three teams right there in the top four picks that's willing to win one deal. Who's going to come with the mula? Who's going to come with the right deal? Wow. And Miami Dolphins got be saying, "Damn, what the hell's going on?" It's like then, Shark no, Tank, but no, NFL teams. The Chargers or the Sticks pick, and they want a quarterback. Now, there's all kinds of stuff going on to these people's heads, and, you know, it's, uh, it's, I just can't wait until the first round in the, in the first five picks. There's going to be some stuff going down, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very interesting. To I call shenanigans. I call shenanigans already. It, <laughs> Call shenanigans, man. Well, if you want to hear, if you want to hear Big Burn shenanigans, tune in to that draft, that pre-draft show on Wednesday, April twenty-second. We're gonna have some scenarios. We're gonna have some some hopeful picks for certain teams. Uh, top top five as far as positions. Um, and hopefully, just good old humor to this whole draft because this is the first time I think in a long time where we are we are virtual it's a virtual draft uh every, everybody's at their freaking house this time uh so that it's gonna be very different so um that's something to be mindful about and um I think that um I think the lights might go out. Like, like uh, you remember the Super Bowl? I think the internet might go out. <laughs> you never know. If that does happen, it'll be sheer pandemonium in the, the NFL world. The internet went out. Oh my God, the internet. The Eagles had to pick. <laughs> They'll be messed well, up. Well, like I said, it, it reminds me of the day where the, you know, the, the Minnesota Vikings missed their pick. They had to pick. Uh, they, they didn't put the time. They didn't give the card to the commissioner before their clock went up, and the Eagles jumped in front of them. And I don't know if they drafted the player that they wanted, but they jumped in front of them and got a player. And Minnesota gave the card to the commissioner after after the Eagles did. So they got their pick, but they actually missed their time. Missed their pick, and the team jumped in front of them. I never have I ever seen that. Before and it's never happened ever since. So now with his everything going virtual and symptoms, uh, symptoms might go out. Symptoms, there might be a glitch. Do we have something chaotic happen like that again? We'll see, man. We'll see. But again, we're going to be talking about it on the the pre-draft show, and uh, <laughs> we're going to be bringing it. Um, Besides that, I heard a very interesting news as far as NASCAR. My, Jorge, uh, yes. my friend Jorge, um, he's going to elaborate. Yes. Um, you know, uh, as far as NASCAR goes, um, as far as speaking for myself, I know zero about the sport. I don't know the, name, the driver's names. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know anything about the sport. Um, I know to go around in a circle for about three hours, and that's about all I know. Um, to me, it's not entertaining. But what happened was this. Um, they were doing um, virtual racing because, you know, all the lives, uh, live events now have been canceled. And so um, along with uh, some of the NBA, 
games. Um, you know, the, the players playing the virtual games. The, 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 the drivers, the actual drivers for NASCAR, whoever they are, they had they were doing the virtual racing. And you know, they had you know, as you play these games, you have you know, you mic'd up, you have microphones on, you know, because you can, you know, say stuff while you're playing the game. Well, and uh, so this one race car driver, I think his name was Larson. Um, Carl was, Larson, uh, I think that you talking about game. Carl Larson. Yes. yes. Okay. Right. And he was playing. He was playing the game, and. Um, in the middle, while he was playing the game, he asked uh, his, uh, um, you know, his buddy who was with him, you know, in the, you know, on the game or whatever, asked him, you know, are we, are we on? And uh, you know, as far as is a microphone on, and uh, his buddy didn't say anything at the time, so he must have thought that he was not mic'd up that nobody would hear what he was going to say, and uh, he. Just uh, he uh, dropped that uh, N word on, uh, said it on, you know, the air. And while he thought he he thought he wasn't being heard, so he dropped the N bomb. Then about uh, a second after that, his buddy came on and said, uh, "You know, go on the mic, right?" And of course, he there was crickets. He didn't say nothing. So now it's out there. So he, you know, he used the N word. Um, thought he wasn't being heard. He was heard, and and you know, and um, you know, there's repercussions for that, and it's bad. You know, the, the thing I, I would like to say about it is that, wow, somebody from NASCAR is racist. Wow, what a surprise there. But um, that's uh, that's the story. And now, uh, Vernon, if you have anything to say about it, uh, feel free. I'm from North Carolina, and I would like to say that NASCAR doesn't, nothing in NASCAR that surprises me, but I do have to say, ever since that you retold that story, the only thing that's surprising me is that if you're a real fan of NASCAR, and you, you takes a real fan of NASCAR to watch a virtual NASCAR race, I'm talking about you are sitting there watching them drive around knowing that is a video game and you are cheering that driver in that simulation on you are a die hard <laughs> fan man okay you deserve to go to freaking talladega or, or daytona but you know you know racism is not tolerated but i thought that was one thing that uh was pretty funny as far as i didn't know that I just didn't know people was that interested to watch them virtually race. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, Jorge, we only got a little bit of time left. But um, I just want to let you know that I am very saddened by not watching the Masters. I heard that it is going to be rescheduled in November. Um, I don't really watch the Masters. ESPN does this wonderful thing of like giving me the highlights and I watch that. And um, that's how I'm so good as far as knowing um, golfers and like putters and drivers and wedges. And yeah, yeah, I played in high school, but, you know, I'm a, I'm, I get a little bit familiar with that with, with them. But I do miss the fact how um, we don't um, I miss the, I miss the fact how the smallest things could bring you joy. You know, 
as far as the uh, masters, the fact how you can watch all these people be quiet just for one shot, you know, and they're just sitting there and the background of it and the freaking, you know, it's it's just it's sad. <laughs> it's, it's something yeah, that I you, mean, you know, there's things that, you know, even if you're not a golf fan, you know, me and you, uh, we're not, but you know, um, I watched it growing up because my dad was a big fan of it. You know, you hear the music come on, you know, as soon as you hear that little tune, you know it's the Masters. Yeah, you hear yeah, that guy say, you hear that guy say, with his whisper voice, you know, his golf voice. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and like I said, I, I never really, I watched it maybe one time, the time when Tiger Woods won the first time when he made that incredible shot. But, you know, but I'm more like Vernon, you know, I watched it, I watched the highlights on Sports Center, and I don't know who wins, and that's about as far as it goes. But is this a sign of the times that we live in now? Wilmington, the, the, the tennis class is totally canceled. The uh, Masters, they're going to do it in November, basically right in the middle of football season. Um, so this is, the, you know, the time we live in. And the small things that we, that we used to take for granted, and now, you know, we don't, you know, now... We don't have it. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, we have to do it. We have to do what we can, and we have to also be safe, and um, we have to also uh, be mindful of, you know, also what's going on. And uh, just one little thing about since we talk about things that we miss, and I know we already uh, kind of talked about the NBA. Uh, I'm sorry about the NFL draft a little bit. But one of the things that I missed that is when Roger Fidel came out to announce that he was going to get his draft, the amount of booze that he got. I take small uh, small pleasure and small joy in that, that every time he came out, he got booed. And since this draft will be virtual and he'll be in his basement and people won't be able to actually boo him live in person, um, I'm going to miss that. I honestly think if he was a real NFL fan, he would actually embrace the fact <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do <laughs> as fans. It's not well. It is him, but if you think about it, they did that to the last one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you talk about. You know, you talked about uh, you know David Stern before the former NBA commissioner, but he always gets booed every time he came out too. And you know, at first I think it bothered him, but then he was there for so long. Eventually, he started having fun with it. Started and having fun with he, it. He, he, he finally embraced it. Embrace. And, you know, because, you know, so, and I think, you know, because it's still an issue that, you know, that later in his life, he had a sense of humor, you know, this one of me, what the hell can I do about it? And, you know, ever since I think about it, him, but as the years went on, and it happened every single year, you know, he just embraced it, you know, and Cordell, I don't think has a sense of humor, so I don't think he ever, he ever embraced it. I think you're right. Well, that's going to be all the time we got for today. Until we uh, meet again to give you all that uh, pre-draft show, we're going to be signing out. Uh, this is Big Vern. This is Jorge. Be safe. Peace out.